Hello, forks and spoons, knives and other cutlery. I'm your host, Christina. And I'm Tori. And welcome to episode two of Calling the Shots, a podcast where we reminisce on the good old Twilight days. Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> Um, as always, we're going to start off this episode with another quiz. So the quiz that we chose is... These six questions will determine if you actually remember Twilight well, of Ooh. course, from BuzzFeed. Very, very fitting of a quiz for us to choose because um, in this episode, we're going to be talking about rereading the Twilight book. So let's get into this quiz. The first question asks, where is Bella from? Arizona. <laughs> and then I'm like nervous sweats. Even I know. I My hands are sweating. Like, I don't know why. I know this. I, so obviously I know the answer is Arizona, but why did I almost want to be like New Mexico? <laughs> Correct. In the beginning of the movie, it shows Bella leaving Phoenix. <laughs> Very different from Washington. <laughs> the next question, where do Edward and Bella first meet each other? Um, so the options are math class, biology class, history class, or chemistry class. Hmm, I wonder. I wonder. I think it's going to be biology. biology. <laughs> How funny would it be if we said the wrong answer? Wow, that would be embarrassing. <laughs> we're like, history. We're, just, <laughs> we're predicting what's about to happen in two questions from now. Oh my God. All right. Biology class is where they first meet. Yep. And it shows the one of the frames from the movie. Good times. Good times. Sniffing her hair. <laughs> Do you want to read the next question? Sure. What was Jacob's nickname for Renez May? Ren, Ez, Nessie, or Renez? What, <laughs> what if one of the answers was Loch Ness Monster? Just Locky. <laughs> monster. One of the options. Monster. <laughs> I feel like kind of cute though. Locky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Clearly, you named my daughter after the Loch Ness monster. And the answer is Nessie. Oh God, that baby's terrifying. <laughs> I hate this CGI baby. I don't like it. They could have tried a little harder <laughs> with the baby. Apparently, Come back in what was it? 2014 I don't even remember what year that movie came out but they just didn't have the technology then um, uh, the next question how old was Edward when he turned into a vampire was he 18 20 16 or 17 17 how long have you been 17 a while <laughs> he was 17 <laughs> when did Bella turn into a vampire while giving birth on the day she chose to, after being married to Edward for 30 years, or never. <gasps> what if they really didn't get, or she didn't turn into a vampire for 30 years after they were married? She'd be all old. She just kept, She'd like, be a teenager. That's wrong. And she would be, uh, 48? 48. 48, yeah. yeah. I'm assuming the answer is while giving birth. Yeah, I think so, because she's, like, dying, isn't she? Yeah, well, I couldn't remember if it was after she'd given birth. I know it was because, like, they they did it to save her because she was, like, dying during childbirth. Yeah. But I guess the answer is while giving birth. I like the answer on the day she chose to. And that's the part that confused me. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. 
I also like the answer. Never. <laughs> she uh-huh. just she didn't. Alternative ending. Correct. While giving birth, she stopped breathing while she was giving birth. So Edward bit her so she would live. <laughs> Is she really living? She's unliving. I like the frame that they chose for this. It's the one when she found out she was pregnant. Her holding her tiny little belly. Her tiny belly. How old is Bella when she gets married? Is she 17, 18, 19, or 20? I think she's 19. Right? Doesn't this happen over like two years? I don't know. I thought I thought the answer was 18. May, maybe it is 18. I mean, we could do different answers okay. and see who gets her I'll say 19. Right. I'll say 18. Okay, let's see who got it. Nope, right. I was wrong. You were right. She was 18. She gets married one month before her 19th birthday. Wow. Hmm. Interesting. So young. Interesting. Oh, oh, that was the last question. <laughs> I got, got him. Percent. You got what percent? 52% because I missed the last one. Wow. What? That makes, that's not even half. I'm, listen, I'm not good at math, but I think that's a little wrong. I got six out of six right. It said, amazing. It's clear that you love Twilight because we could hardly keep up with your accuracy. (laughs) Awesome work. And then it shows a gif of Edward and Bella running in the forest uh, after Bella has turned into a vampire. So she has like that super speed. It looks so fake. (laughs) Edward's face is like morphing into the trees. (laughs) Bella's like, I'm going full speed. Full speed. He's, like trying so hard to keep up with her. He's like, please. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, so it might be the end of the year, but for us at the pod, we're actually starting at the beginning of the Twilight story. So to prepare us for this episode, Tori and I both read our copies of the Twilight book that we have, and we read up to chapter nine or we finished reading up to chapter nine so how was it (laughs) how was reading through those chapters Tori it was interesting because there were a lot of things that I thought I remembered but I had just remembered them from the movie and they were completely different yeah also their characters that I didn't remember I was like who the hell is this Lauren bitch <laughs> Who the hell is this Lauren bitch? Yeah, I don't remember this guys, bitch. But... I'd never seen her face before in my life. Um, yeah, for me, I I think we talked about it last episode where I was a little worried that like me reading this book would be like almost too cheesy for me to like consume. But then as I read it, I <laughs> I could tell, and maybe this is just because of like just me being in my feelings. Uh, in the past few weeks but like I was becoming attached to her actions like everything that she was doing I would be like yeah I would do that yeah yeah, I I, I did that I would do that (laughs) this is an attack on myself it felt (laughs) but um yeah I found out it was not as bad as a read for me than I thought like um I ended up reading like two chapters every night which wasn't as bad as I thought and it was like a good way for me to kind of break it down as I was reading. So that's good. <laughs> so yeah, we should probably introduce the characters of the Twilight book, the first book. So obviously you have your first main characters, Bella the human, 
Edward the Vampire. And then, um, but you also have side characters from the main characters. So you have Charlie, her dad, and her mom, Renee. Renee. And I mean, like, obviously we we learn of, like, Edward's parents. Mm -hmm. So Carlisle and Esme. And then who else would you consider the side characters? Not, like, going into, like, their school friends or the vampire siblings or the other mm -hmm. i think that's it in terms of other side characters well, i mean, mean phil yeah yeah there's phil the um stepdad yeah the stepdad. younger stepdad the younger stepdad of bella and i think that's it before we get to the other category of side characters yeah. besides <laughs> teachers who aren't like important mm -hmm. um and then after our main characters we have our school friends so bella she Moves to a new school in this new city or this new town. Is Force a town? I guess. <laughs> in this new town. It's definitely not a city. <laughs> I was like, a uh, city, town, village? <laughs> Would you consider Forks a village? A little village. A if little, you will, that sounds quaint. A little village called Forks. Um, so the school friends are Mike, uh, which... He, he has a big crush on Bella. Um, Eric, who is actually the very first person that Bella meets at school, right? Yeah, he is. Um, also seems to have a little crush on Bella. All the boys kind of have a little <laughs> And then you have Jessica, one of um, Bella's acquaintances that she talks to frequently at school, as well as Angela, another acquaintance. And then you have Lauren, who's part of that clique who seems to be a total bitch, which we would find as we're reading through the story, and Tyler, who um, a situation occurred during the story, which we will talk about as we summarize each of the chapters. <laughs> uh, and then after the school friends, unless, am I missing any? Um, I don't think so. I, I think, think that's it. I think that's all of the all the school friends and then we get introduced to the vampire siblings so tori would you like to sure we have rosalie hale and her twin brother jasper hale who are i guess foster children did of... it state that they were yeah, twins I think or was that foster... just a story that they yeah, it states they're twins i have written in my book twins okay sure <laughs> And they're the foster children, whereas Emmett and Alice and Edward Cullen are all the adopted children of Carlisle and Esme Cullen. Hmm. All very attractive vampire siblings. <laughs> totally and older than high school age. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how that works. Um, and then... Later on, we learn about the friends on the res, <laughs> the friends on the reservation, starting with um, good old Jacob Black, good old Jake, little, little Jake Black, little Jake and Bake, Jacob Black. Oh, oh boy. And um, they meet. Well, well, so they, yeah, they know uh, Jacob's dad. So, yeah. oh my God, what's the name of the dad? Billy. Billy Black, who um, 
Charlie buys Billy's old car to give to Bella as a welcoming gift when Bella first moves to Forks. And then they're old fishing buddies. Um, other friends of the res, which I already forget their name. Trying to figure out who they meet. Is it Sam? He's nineteen. Whoever they meet, it's an older one of the boys. Yeah, hold on. Let me. I'm like, I feel like I gotta look. I'm like looking. Who was it? Who is it? Yeah, Sam. He's nineteen. <laughs> That's um, it. Page one, two, three. Oh. Okay, well, I guess the only friends of the res that we know by name are good old Jacob Black and Sam, who's 19. Oh, unless you go by Jacob's older twin sisters, but we haven't met them yet. Yeah, I don't think we ever meet them throughout the entire story, I don't believe. Yeah, I don't think so. But um, so all of the friends of the res, they live on La Push, which is this reservation in Washington State which is, oh, how far away? 15 miles away from Forks, Washington, if I yeah, remember. something like that. Something like that. So, yeah, those are all the characters that um, are introduced in these first few chapters of Twilight. Is there anybody else that we're missing? For yeah. now. That's everyone for now. And, yeah, now we're going to summarize each of the chapters um, as we were reading along. Um, the very first chapter is Bella basically moving from Phoenix, Arizona, sunny Phoenix, Arizona, to rainy, cloudy, gloomy, muggy Forks, Washington, to uh, live with her dad, Charlie, who is the sheriff. Is he the chief? He's the, the yeah, the, the chief. Head. He's like the head honcho of yep. the Forks, Washington police oh, department. <laughs> the only cop I will trust. <laughs> honestly um and basically the first chapter just talks about bella trying to assimilate into forks washington and this change of scenery and society that is much different than her life when she was living in phoenix um i think bella that's when she starts to meet a few if not all of her school friends which we talked about a little bit ago and um it's during biology class that she first meets Edward. They, I think they were doing some sort of experiment. And Edward was so incredibly disgusted when he saw her. <laughs> like clutching onto the side yeah, of the table. He was clutching on the side of the table and was like, please get me out of here. And then as soon as the bell rang, he just bolted out of the room and Bella was there like, what the fuck just happened there is a quote in the book that i lost it at when she's like uh what the hell happened (laughs) she's like inconspicuously i sniffed my hair it smelled like strawberries the scent of my favorite shampoo it seemed an innocent enough odor (laughs) like (laughs) some of the way that this book is written like i lose it it's just so dry (laughs) and so funny (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> I literally have funny as hell written all throughout this book and just really dumb lines like that. This is funny as hell. Yeah, so that's basically the summary that I had written down for chapter one. It was like kind of bland, mostly because you're like, okay, I'm just trying to get a grasp of like the environment that the characters are in. I'm trying to understand 
like where's the conflict and it's pretty much towards the end of chapter one that you're like oh here's the conflict edward is like incredibly disgusted by bella and you're like well why what happened um you do find out in that first chapter though that all of the school friends of bella they talk about the cullens and how like mysterious they are because they all sit in this lunch table far away from everyone and they're all so beautiful that you're like we are not worthy (laughs) we're not worthy to look at them but Bella's like why not um like I'm gonna look at them (laughs) yeah everyone's like don't look at them you're not worthy Bella's like I'm gonna look at them (laughs) um and then we get to chapter two so in chapter two Edward starts to become nice to Bella after that first chapter and that first day of school where he was so mean to her. And Bella's like, what? What? What happened? You were so mean to me the first time we met. I think this is the time where he like asks her a ton of questions or like actually talks to her instead of um, not talking to her. (laughs) Yeah, he asks about her, like, family and stuff, I think. Mm-hmm. I don't know if anything else happened in that chapter except for that. Um, I don't know, but I want to know, why are the Cullens so standoffish? Like, I get that they're vampires, but I feel like they would assimilate more and people would be less sus of them if they would just, like, wave in the hall. A nice, <laughs> friendly gesture to say hello. Like, everyone's always like, the Cullens, they, they're too good for us. We don't look at them. Everybody knows they're different. Why don't they at least try? <laughs> I don't know. Well, okay, so later on, because I did read a little bit further after chapter nine, but it does talk about all of the cars that they have. So it might be because of the fact that the Collins like have these luxurious items that show that they're like of this affluent status. They're like, it, we're not even going to try. Yeah, exactly. That it already puts them at this like line of being really snobby and like above everybody else, which is true. They are. They're, yeah. <laughs> they're not humans. Um, so I guess that's the answer for that. But um, is there anything else? That Anything what year, else? What year was this book written? Like 2005? Mm-hmm. Why does Renee continuously email Bella? just call her she's like Bella email me right now if you don't email me I'm calling your father (laughs) but then but then like Bella has this dank ass laptop I know (laughs) that doesn't like connect to the internet dial up yeah it has dial up internet basically and I was trying to think so this book was written first or published first in 2005 and like was the internet really that bad back then and I, I guess it was. I guess it was. Yeah. So it makes sense. But I, yeah, I don't know why Renee wouldn't just call. That would have been so much easier. They're just on the same them. coast. It's not even like she has to be like, oh, my daughter's on the East Coast. They're both on the West Coast, aren't they? Literally, yeah. Or is this when they moved to Florida? Oh, I don't remember. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Even so, even so, so, if Renee has enough time to email her daughter, why doesn't she just like call her maybe he was threatened to call charlie why can't she call her and make sure she's okay (laughs) she's like email me or i will call your father she like sends five consecutive emails to her daughter and bella's like mom i i just started school yesterday like i know she's like mom chill literally nothing has happened chill out (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, so mom, please stop. Mom, please stop. You're you're being too much. Um, so chapter two ends with um not that much, a lot of like domestic family stuff that Bella has to deal with, as well as other school things. And then we get to chapter three. In chapter three, that is when the famous incident where Bella gets almost crushed by school friend Tyler's sedan van thing. <laughs> and who saves her? None Edward. Other Edward. <laughs> None other than our vampire friend Edward, who just pops out of nowhere. And um, Bella does a whole bunch of, like, not sure what's going on, how she's still alive. Um, she knows that Edward's the one that saved her, obviously. But I don't think everyone else... At that point, the rest of the school didn't know that it was Edward who saved her because he, like, fled the scene. (laughs) He fled the scene. So Bella goes to the hospital, and Tyler goes to the hospital, and it's in the hospital that Bella finally meets Dr. Carlisle, who is Edward's dad, even though he's really young. (laughs) He's very young, and... um, I also wrote down that later that night, that is the first time that Bella dreams of Edward. I had that written down too. <gasps> Look at us. <laughs> yeah. She meets Carlisle and I have written down that um, I think Charlie's got a little thing for Carlisle. He said she was, uh, Bella was talking about how attractive all of the Cullens are and he says, you should see the doctor. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie. <gasps> I ship it. Oh my God. I think Charlie has a little thing for Dr. Carlisle. I'm like, don't we all? Honestly, us in the theater at age 13. Oh my God. <laughs> too real. That's too real. <laughs> that is too real. Um, yeah, so we we find Dr. Carlisle in that chapter. And um, we're just so enamored by him because he's this young doctor who seems to have his shit together and Bella's just like I'm fine can I go home now like everything's fine meanwhile Tyler's the one that actually got the most he's all sliced up Mm -hmm. no one gives a fuck about Tyler (laughs) and Bella's like I literally have no scratches on me meanwhile Edward's like no she hit her head we need to get her to her down and made her hit her head did he do that on purpose as like an alibi so we can be like you don't know what you're talking about you hit your head no bitch you threw me on my head I I don't know. I feel like he still was able to cushion her fall so that like it wouldn't have physically. It says affected. my head cracked against the icy black drop, and I felt something solid and cold pinning me to the ground. Well, that would have been Edward. <laughs> <laughs> I felt something solid and cold pinning me to the ground. <laughs> that, my dear, is a giant block of ice. <laughs> or Edward. um how does that chapter end though let's see this chapter this chapter ends because i know that obviously the first night i dreamt of edward cullen oh okay so i was right because i wrote down that like when they were still in the hospital bella was doing a lot of wait like you saved me what what how did you do that? What was going on? Blah, blah, blah. blah. And Edward's just like, stop asking questions. <laughs> you can have better excuses ready. 
Like, why I know. He asks about his eyes, and he just goes, oh, I don't know. Why, why don't they have something prepared? He should have been like, yeah, my contacts, aren't they cool? <laughs> the fluorescent lighting. Him an excuse. <laughs> he goes, what's up with your eyes? And he goes, oh, I don't know. I just, I put different contacts in. Uh. Of course, that's not how he answered. So then we get to chapter four. And in this chapter, Bella's still pressing Edward and is like, okay, what the heck happened? You saved me and you told me to say... That you were there the whole time, even though I know you were not there. You were on the opposite side of that parking lot. So how the heck did you get to be so quickly in time for when Tyler's car was, like, about to smush me? And um, Edward just answers being like, stop asking me. <laughs> That's all. Leave me alone, woman. Leave me alone. Stop asking me why I saved you. He's like, are you ever going to stop asking? Well, you're going to be disappointed. So... <laughs> Oh my god, he's so pretentious. I know. Does he really think he's not going to end up telling her? He's literally dropping hints left and right. He's so smug that he can't be like, look at me. <laughs> look what I, I, I did. Find it out. <laughs> I got a secret. And that's basically how chapter four goes. Is there they any other? Fight a lot. They mm-hmm. fight a lot in this chapter. I forgot how much they just like argue with each other and glare at each other. Like they hate each other. It's a lot of Bella being like, okay, but like it doesn't make sense because this is definitely what happened and you're telling me otherwise. And Edward's like, just stop asking me. Why can't you just be grateful that I saved you? Blah, 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 blah. And she's like, no, this isn't how it works. <laughs> I know. I need answers and clarity. And then we get to chapter five. And in chapter five is um, the main scene that I wrote down in my notes was, um, so Bella and Edward are still going at it and they're talking and Edward's like, I'm not going to science class today. And she's like, why not? (laughs) He doesn't say anything. He doesn't go to science class. Bella goes to science class. And what are they doing? They're doing blood tests. (laughs) I wonder why Edward's not there. Hmm, What a coincidence that Edward is not there on the day they're doing blood tests in science class. And this is where we find out that Bella is extremely sensitive to the smell of blood. Ooh. Not her (laughs) own blood, just any blood. Just any blood. And I... (laughs) My side of blood too because she keeps telling mike to keep his hand in his pocket well i think it's because like i don't i have so i think this is the chapter where i have the most questions all revolving around that p- portion of bella being like oh no blood bleh <laughs> bella's literally i'm alive but i'm dead <laughs> I feel like I'm dead. trying to tell me she's so clumsy like that and she'll just like faint at the sight of blood. What about when she like scratches her hands up and stuff? Does she like If she gets a paper cut, does she faint? I don't know. But like this makes me so confused because I'm like, is that even a thing? Like people fainting at the smell of like any sort of amount of blood? I don't know. I don't. I remember when we were younger, like when we had first read this, I was like, I was like, oh yeah, that, that makes sense. I don't actually, <laughs> I don't actually know if that's, hmm. 
I mean, it might be a, like a phobia or it might be like some sort of condition if it's so drastic, but like, I have never heard of that. Maybe she's just dramatic. I don't know. She might be dramatic. Um, Yeah, I wrote down, Bella can smell blood? Question mark, question mark. And then I said, is that a thing? (laughs) And then I put, I guess if it's in large amounts, that might make sense. But just from a a finger prick? Yeah, like the amount of blood that was coming out during those that exercise at class, like it couldn't possibly been that much blood, right? (laughs) Right? Stephanie Meyer, explain explain yeah i wrote down period blood is one thing but a paper cut is something else hmm. and then um yeah like she gets her period so what does she just faint when she has her period hmm. oh also in chapter five i had wrote written down that edward was already incredibly in love with her and we were only in chapter five <laughs> Yeah, he's like, eh, I'm done trying to be good. Yeah, he's like, I don't want to stay away from you anymore. I'm going to die trying to be around you constantly. <laughs> there was also a part in chapter five, which I bookmarked in my book. And um, oh, <laughs> so Mike had t- uh, taken Bella to the nurse's office because she was like already starting to faint in science class and um edward comes out of the blue and is like no i'll take her and then (laughs) and then this one line it says no mike protested i'm supposed to do it but then i was like why does that sound familiar to me and then i remembered no jimmy protested and i went wait what is that from and i googled it no jimmy protested is from it's from our one direction days (laughs) i just had a flashback so hard literally everything just processed <laughs> through my eyes no like I read so I read no Mike protested and I went that's I've heard of that before where did I hear that as soon as you said that I went oh no oh, I no. know where this is going yeah so I read that line and then it triggered the memory of no Jimmy protested which is like an inside joke from uh One Direction the like being a fan of One Direction back in the day. <laughs> God. Back in the day. Um, I mean, so that was just, that was something that I wanted to talk about, Another that time. I wanted to bring up. Wow. I wanted to throw it back. Throw it back to our One Direction days. <laughs> um, yeah, so basically in chapter five, Bella faints. They got a blood test going on in the, in the class. Edward does not go to science class. Um, and, uh, Edward admits that he doesn't want to stay away from Bella anymore and that he wants to be around her, I guess, (laughs) I guess. And then we get to chapter six and in chapter six, Bella and the gang, they go to La Push for a beach day. And this is where Bella learns about the vampire and werewolf treaty. Ooh. Yeah, Jacob Black um, breaks the treaty and tells all of the little secrets to Bella. Good job, Jacob. You little shit. <laughs> quality, quality uh, child there. Quality child. Not only does that happen in chapter six, but so obviously Bella knows that something's up. Edward is not an ordinary person, but she just can't pinpoint why. 
And when Edward, uh, when Jacob tells Bella the story about the vampires and the werewolves and like the family history and the reason of why the Cullen family can't be on the Lapush reservation, he mentions the bloodsuckers. And there aren't many other alternatives of who you could call bloodsuckers, if not vampires. So um Bella's just like trying to dig for information but in her attempts to dig for information she ends up like trying to flirt with Jacob (laughs) who she mentions just turned 15 at this point in the story and how old is Bella Bella is 17 so she's preying on this poor 15 year old child this poor child just to get information um about like you know for him to tell her more about the vampire and werewolf story and also that she can get away from Mike and the gang because she's just so uninterested in her school friends. <laughs> and I don't know if anything else happens in this chapter. No, he pretty much is just saying like, they're literally vampires. He straight up says like, they're the same ones that signed the treaty with my ancestors literally the same ones except there's more now and bella's like hmm something doesn't sit right with me (laughs) but she's like "Eh, it's okay i know it's all right so then you get the chapter seven and in chapter seven is when bella looks up vampires she's like okay he's got to be a vampire right so she she just looks up all this information about I don't know what vampires are and she tries to find any variations or outliers because most of the information she's reading are like vampires are dangerous they only want to kill humans they only want to suck human blood but then she finds like maybe one or two um I don't know bits about like good vampires who don't want to hurt humans and are only there to I don't know what's the word like you know, try to not cause as much damage as the typical vampire and she's like oh okay that's gotta be what vampire that edward is right sounds good to me let's go with that he's gotta be the good vampire <laughs> even though he's telling me every time he sees me that he's dangerous i'm gonna believe that he's this one and only good vampire and he literally keeps saying please bella stay away from me <laughs> and what is he bella- does things like he's like you know what I'm just gonna see what happens no but stay away from me no but let's hang out (laughs) really stay away from me what do you want me to do sir (laughs) Edward's literally like you are too you are too vulnerable for your own good I have to keep you away from me but I also need to be near you at all times he's like bats eyelashes please stay away from me (laughs) please please stay away from me he's like fingers touching please Please. stay away from me (laughs) and then um is there anything else that happens in chapter seven Um, after that she runs into the woods to process her emotions and then she falls asleep in the yard i think oh yeah 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 she like she (laughs) she's like she leaves the room or she leaves her house after finding out all this information about vampires generally and she's like i'm just gonna keep walking and she's walking and it starts getting darker and she like gets flashbacks of edward telling her not to stray too far into the forest because like 
you don't know what's out there and she's like oh I think I strayed too far into the forest and she goes back and then at another point she like reads a book because she has I don't know she doesn't want to do anything that day and so she goes to the yard reads a book and falls asleep (laughs) yeah to try to get Edward off her mind but all of the books she read have like the name Edward in them Mm -hmm. she's like like, what the hell what's going on here I don't like this at all and then um that's pretty much chapter seven right yeah pretty much and then we get to chapter uh eight so in chapter eight at this point all of the the school's basically getting ready for a Sadie Hawkins dance I think it's a homecoming dance but the girls have to ask the guys out right yeah something like that and um Bella has gone into this little mess where Mike wants Bella to ask him to the dance but Bella's not interested but Jessica has a crush on Mike and would like to ask him but uh just isn't sure if it was gonna work out so Bella's like no Jessica you gotta ask him I already turned him down or something like that and basically at this point all of the girls have pairings except for Bella because she states that she's not gonna go because she's gonna actually go to Seattle for that weekend which I'm like okay pop off sis (laughs) pop off I completely forgot she did that Mm -hmm. went to Seattle she was like, I'm going to go to Seattle that weekend, which was basically a lie because she didn't want to be like, nah, I don't want to go to the dance, the dance with y'all. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to go with y'all. So in preparation for this dance, Jessica is like, hey, I'm going to go shopping with my gal pals <laughs> to get dresses. Bella, you should come with us. So Bella's like, all right, I guess I need to be social. So they all go to Port Angeles, which is another city in washington and they go shopping and bella's like so not into it isn't really paying attention she thinks she sees edward's car i think yeah Um, his car when she's like walking down the street mm -hmm. she thinks she sees edward's car and then bella strays too far from the rest of the group because she's so (sighs) she sometimes needs to like stay like i don't she just like keeps wandering off by herself and like worrying the people that she's with (laughs) like uh bella why (laughs) she like talks about her mom in the beginning she's like what's gonna happen to renee if i'm not there to find her when she's lost um what's gonna happen to you if edward doesn't find you when you're lost bella bitch yeah so bella strays too far from the group she basically tells them that she's gonna go to a bookstore while the girls are still shopping and that they'll meet up for dinner at this restaurant But Bella gets lost because that's just her characteristic to get lost. That's her personality trait, getting lost. And um, she bumps into this group of men who are basically trying to mess with her and like potentially assault her. We don't know because it doesn't happen. And then who comes and saves the day? Our good friend, Mr. Edward Cullen. Eddie boy saves the day once again. Eddie, Eddie, the sparkly boy, he saves the day. And he is like so incredibly angry. He opens the, he like swoops in with his car, opens the door of the car and is like, get in. 
<laughs> Bella hops into the stranger's car, not really knowing who it is at first until she realizes it's Edward. And they zoom off. And Edward's like, you need to distract me before I go back and kill those guys. Distract me. Talk about something random. <laughs> and like, Bella's I'm like, gonna, I'm going to hit Tyler with my car. <laughs> yeah. And Bella's like, I'm going to freaking kill uh, Tyler because he's being a dumbass. And Edward's like, you're not helping me. <laughs> and so they talk about random stuff and um, they zoom off and um, he takes her to the restaurant that Bella was supposed to meet Angela and Jessica. And they go to the restaurant and they're like, oh my God, Bella, you're alive. We couldn't find you. The girls have already eaten. They're on their way back to the car. These bitches don't give a fuck about Bella. They were about to be out and be like, eh, she'll find a way home. I know. Jessica was the one who drove them up there. Why was no one worried? <laughs> like, I can't imagine walking around a town and my friend going missing and being like, mm, I'm really hungry. Maybe we should go get a snacky real quick. Maybe she'll show up. Mm, you'd be surprised. There was a situation where I went on a school trip in a foreign country and the group of friends of this one girl just like ditched her, even though that girl had like basically alcohol poisoning. And I'm like, wouldn't you be concerned of your friend if you couldn't see her, especially after a night of drinking? It was insane. I'm not going to go into much. I'm not going to go into much details about that story. That's a story for another pod, but yeah, that happened. So um, although it is outrageous that Angela and Jessica would one go to dinner without Bella, without like trying to find her, to be ready to go back home to Forks without Bella. It, it doesn't surprise me because there have been like, there's been a situation that actually happened where something similar to that <laughs> occurred. Um, so uh, Jessica and Angela are getting ready to leave. Edward's like, no, it's okay. I'll take Bella to dinner. And so they both part ways. And Bella and Edward go to the restaurant, except for it's just Bella eating because that's how this works. And, um, oh, the waitress tries to flirt with Edward, but that doesn't really work. He can't keep his eyes off of Bella. The waitress is getting a little annoyed. <laughs> Why was I like, oh, that's kind of cute. No, I was totally like, oh, that's cute. <laughs> like trying to like put myself like if I was her I'd be like oh my god I told you as I was reading these chapters I was like oh my god I wish that were me <laughs> like I, I kept romanticizing all of the actions that Edward and Bella were like getting into because that's just the state of mind that I'm in these days <laughs> He's like, Bella, I'm dangerous. And I'm like, aw, he's dangerous. He's like, Bella, I need you to stay away from me. And I'm like, oh, he cares about her so much. I know. He's like, I'm a killer, Bella. He's like, oh, he loves her so much. <laughs> and basically, um, we end it with that. So now um, they finish eating dinner. And the end of the chapter is basically them driving back from Port Angeles to Forks again and that's kind of where we end <laughs> the chapters with our heroes <laughs> are there any other details that I missed in that chapter no I don't think so other than they just talk in the restaurant and he kind of admits to things a little bit 
he admits to being able to read minds, doesn't he? Like he says he can read people's thoughts, but not hers. Yeah, he says that when Edward saves Bella from that group of guys, he goes like, you don't want to know what they were like thinking about, blah, blah, blah. It was so disgusting, Um, which is basically why he wanted her to distract him when he was driving away so that he wouldn't like turn around turn the car around and run them over (laughs) but he tells um, her like i followed you here i followed your smell yeah he does say that which is a little mm, questionable i was like oh he wants to keep her safe (laughs) (laughs) yeah he's basically like bella i pinned you down I pinned, I pinned, I marked your cell phone and I tracked you down. He was like, I smelled you and knew you wouldn't be safe, so I found you. <laughs> and um, the very end of chapter nine ends with the uh, quote that is um, promoted on the very back of the book. So about three things I was absolutely positive. First, Edward was a vampire. Second, there was a part of him and I didn't know how dominant that part might be that thirsted for my blood. And third, I was unconditionally and irrevocably in love with him. Uh, And that's basically how chapter nine ends. So dramatic. (laughs) Edward also chuckles darkly in chapter nine. Yeah, he does a lot of that. I kept a counter of all the times that the phrase something, some like some action darkly. And so far we've gotten uh, three. <laughs> so it's like chuckles darkly. Um, so he he smiles darkly. What does that mean? I don't know. And then after uh, chuckling darkly, he mutters darkly. Don't know what that means. What does that mean? It says, and what are they? I finally asked, what are the cold ones? And Jacob, he smiled darkly. (laughs) Blood drinkers, he replied in a chilling voice. Your people call them vampires. (laughs) Oh, here we go. He chuckled darkly. (laughs) Yep. And you accused me of dazzling people? Poor Jacob Black. Listen, there's one one sentence in here or like one line in here that I lost it at. I need to find it. I think it was like chapter three. It was after the accident. It was when Bella got loaded into the ambulance and it says Edward got to ride in the front. It was maddening. <laughs> Wait, it was maddening. Sorry. Remember when I had an allergic reaction and you rode in the front of the ambulance? Oh my god, I was Edward Cullen riding in the front of the ambulance. It was maddening. <laughs> You're in the back in like anaphylactic shock. I'm like living out my twilight dream. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, I can't. Yeah, remember when I had I got I had an allergic reaction to something. We rode in an ambulance and you were shotgunning. <laughs> yep. I was Edward Cullen it. Oh, one of the things that I bookmarked, um, it was still when I was freaking out over the fact that Bella, who was 17, was flirting with Jacob, who had just turned 15. Um, 
because the one line it says so you're what 16 i asked trying not to look like an idiot as i fluttered my eyelids the way i'd seen girls do on tv <laughs> i was trying to like imagine that too and i was like oh no the weird thing about this is as i'm reading i keep imagining the people who played their characters in the movie as like acting out these actions mm-hmm. and it's at that point that i like feel a little cringy about it because I'm like I can't imagine this actor acting in such a way when instead I should just be imagining like whatever my vision of Bella is and then like you know not comparing it to Kristen Stewart as Bella I try but all I see is Kristen Stewart yeah I can't I can't not (laughs) I'm I'm reading Bella so gay because all I see is Kristen Stewart and I can't help it. Anytime <laughs> she talks about how beautiful Rosalie is, I go, oh my God, bisexual Bella, we stand. <laughs> we love, we love this bi representation. I, I literally have We Heart by Bella written in the book somewhere. <laughs> we love by Bella. <laughs> oh, that would be fun. You read Twilight, but it's under the um, impression that Bella is bi. Which is totally not far off. I'm reading it. That's not too far off. That's not too. That's essentially how I read it when I was in middle school too. (laughs) Bella is bi. She loves Rosalie, (laughs) and she's also very fond of Alice. She's fond of everybody. She She is fond of having gay panic the entire movie. (laughs) Bella's like, I don't know what to do. All of these pretty girls. And, but then she's like, wait, that makes sense. Because she's like always so like, she always says such good things about the girls. But when it comes to the guys, she's like, I don't care about any guy except for Edward. But when it's like the girls, she's like, oh my God, I love all the girls. <laughs> That's literally like bisexual women. They I love all, all the girls. Except for their boyfriend, but all women are fine. <laughs> They're like only one guy, but all the girls. <laughs> um, were there any other... I guess points that or notes that came up while you were reading chapters one through nine. I think I had written down that like I don't think Bella thinks very much of her parents. Um, like she, I think she thinks she's a lot smarter than them. She is always like, "My mom doesn't know what to do without me," or "My father wouldn't know what to do if I wasn't here to cook for him." <laughs> like they're not adults who don't take care of themselves, and she's like, "I really." People tell me I'm more like a 35-year-old woman. I was like, Bella, please. Bella, please. You're 17. (laughs) No wonder you're trying to get with this 100-year-old vampire. And then then I'm like, let's psychoanalyze Bella. Honestly, we probably should. (laughs) Apparently, Bella is not in the best place because she... It's weird because like Bella Fawn, like she talks about the sunny weather as if she misses it. But like she also talks about the fact that she never belonged in that environment. So I'm always getting like mixed signals from her. She just doesn't seem happy in general about anything. And I'm like, honey bunch, you need to go to therapy. (laughs) But I mean, I guess she is just like a moody teenager. I suppose do you have any final thoughts on what we've read so far or how you're feeling generally about just rereading the story in general um I'm pleasantly surprised like you said I was also a little worried that it'd be a little cheesy but I'm getting more into it than I expected I'm feeling the emotions I'm excited to uh go on and get to the baseball scene Mm, the baseball scene 
Yeah, I'm in the same boat as well. I obviously in the last episode, I talked about my hesitation and worries about thinking this book was going to be a little too cheesy for me. But honestly, I think that's exactly what I need right now. I'm just in that state of mind where I need cheesy. Um, it's hilarious. It is. It's like so I'm funny. sitting here cracking up reading it. Like as an adult <laughs> with like a really dry sense of humor. This is so funny. <laughs> like those one-liners that are thrown in there have me like screaming. The it's way funny. this book is written is truly a masterpiece in the way that like you'll read a line, have to really think about what it means and then be like why was it written in such a way I know sometimes I'll look at something and be like did she really have to write it like that (laughs) one thing that I did notice as I was reading there are a lot of words in this book that like obviously I know the meaning of them now but when I was 12 I did not know what these words meant. did I like google it or was I just like hmm I'm just gonna look over that word pretend like I didn't see it I feel like it might have been that because some of these words that and we're only in chapter nine out of 20 something 24 yeah something like that 24 and a half chapters in this book and we're only on the first maybe third or yeah first third of the book yeah or almost half of the book and there have been a lot of big words that have been used that me reading this now over 10 years after I initially read it, um, I don't know how 12-year-old Christina was able to comprehend any of the things that were happening. You probably felt so smart reading this. I probably did. I also think I probably used context clues to be like, well, they're talking about this. So I think this word has to do yeah. with that kind of feeling or this kind of action or whatever the case may be. Do we think they're a good match for each other, Bella and Edward, based off of their book versions of themselves from what we've read so far? I mean, I guess it's hard to know right now because all we've read so far is them kind of like, we should stay away from each other, but we really don't want to. <laughs> they haven't really been a couple yet. They've just been like, eh, fuck it. Let's try this. I mean, they're practically a couple at this point. They keep like sharing glances towards each other. and yeah. <laughs> I mean, people always talk about their relationship and it's so bad, but I don't really think it's that bad. I don't know. Like they kind of seem like teenagers. Like at least she's in love with each other. (laughs) They seem like teenagers that just met and they want to like be together. I know for sure that if I were a girl who had gone to this school for a while during the time that Edward was, but like it's only now when Bella's there that he's suddenly more animated and more interactive, I would be pissed. Come on. It's only because this bland girl comes in from a sunny (laughs) city. I turn into Lauren. I would totally she just go sit with the Collins if she loves them so much (laughs) Lauren was such a bitch okay but why I know I read through it but I already forgot like why was Lauren such a bitch oh I can't remember they say oh was it because because of Tyler Tyler, yeah because Tyler tells everybody that he's taking Bella to the The prom prom. problem in and of itself the boys at the school treat this like girl terribly they're always like touching her and fixing her hair and asking her out whenever they know she's gonna say no just to put her on the spot in conclusion no to all the guys yeah the guy characters are so (sighs) i guess that might be the characteristic of high school guys i don't really know i mean it makes sense like i've like when we were younger i've known guys that would kind of be like that like those guys that are always like hey what's going on hey you're like please 
get away from me. <laughs> hey, what you doing over there? <laughs> the little golden retriever types. Yeah, pretty much. That's kind of all of the guys so far. And like, I do understand that Tyler is trying to make amends for basically almost crushing Bella's legs. But if you're <laughs> spreading lies about like taking her to prom and like, you know, trying to like make up for it, but like trying too hard, then it kind of defeats like the purpose. Like you're not really making amends for anything you're you're causing more of a problem in that yeah, way. going around the whole school telling her telling people that you guys are going together when she never even said yes is a problem why are you doing that so she can't say no this is wrong these are wrong actions to be taking and then also another thing that i did just that i just remembered was the fact that bella is so she's just is there anything that bella's good at like <laughs> It just talks about like her being so clumsy that she's bad at gym, her being other than English because she talked about like reading all the books already in their English class and like contemplating asking her mom if she could send her her old essays so that she didn't have to rewrite an essay. So she seems to be good at English and writing, isn't really good at like gym. (laughs) Um, But like, is there anything else that Bella's good at? I mean, she was fairly decent in biology, so I assume she's, like, decently smart. She's just, like, really awkward, really clumsy, not very talented, not very <laughs> social. She's got nothing going for her, but she's the best character. And she's the main character. She's got nothing going for her, and Edward's like, I want that one. <laughs> I don't know how that makes me feel, because reading this entire book, I'm like, oh my god, I think I'm Bella. Every time she's like, I'm literally nothing. I'm like, wait, am I Bella? She's like, I'm so boring and uninteresting. And I'm like, bitch, same. I hate that I keep putting myself in Bella's shoes. Like, as I read through, and I said this before, as I read through Bella's, like, storyline and, like, trying to feel her emotions, I keep putting myself in that situation. I'm like, oh, girl, I would do the same thing. Or, yeah, I totally am like that. Sometimes she does something dumb and I'm like, you know what, bitch? I get it. (laughs) She's like, I'm not scared of you and I never will be. And I'm like, you know what, bitch? Fair. Fair. Honestly, and because last episode I talked about my love of vampires, I would totally be incredibly enamored by Edward. I don't know if it's because of like his powers and like just because him being a vampire automatically makes that reaction like how you react to him but yeah. like I would totally be a head over heels for that guy and that also begs the question do Bella and Edward even like each other or are they just like they can't figure each other out he can't read her mind she can't figure out what he is are they kind of like a little mystery to each other in the beginning do they even like each other or are they just like hmm, what's going on let me crack this mystery and fix you maybe it's the chase <gasps> And then by the time she's 19, she's a vampire. What would they be doing today? How old would they be today? <laughs> 17 and 19. <laughs> How old would Renesme be? That's the question. Oh my gosh. Fucking 40 years old. Oh my gosh. We're not even there yet, but that is also another question. Yeah. As I continued reading and like you find out about Edward's powers, um, it does seem a lot of like both of them find the other person so mysterious that they're like, I want to invest time to figure out what the heck is your deal. And it's the chase that's making them fall in love with each other. They're like, oh, I don't get you, but I love that. 
Yeah, and there's points where Bella's even like, oh my god, I'm so annoyed by him. He makes me so mad, and I literally am so obsessed with him. Maybe that's what people were considering, like, the toxic portions of their, well, other than the stalkerish yeah. portions, but oh, maybe, okay, other than the stalkers and obsessions, obsession yeah segments maybe even that would be considered like a toxic trait in their relationship and people like to say that edward gaslights bella but the only time i've really seen that is when they were in the hospital and he was like no Mm -hmm. i didn't stop the van you just hit your head which i kind of think is justified i mean if you're a vampire his secret Mm -hmm. it's not like he was like i punched you in the face and now I'm going to tell you that you're wrong. Like, he saved her life, and he's hiding a secret. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I don't think I've seen any ins- any other instances of him potentially gaslighting her yet. Like, he apologizes when he yells at her and stuff, and I'm like, oh, that's nice. <laughs> Realistically, I would tell her to stop messing with this boy because he's dangerous, but also girl he's okay you just go for it <laughs> it's in a lifetime i'd be like girl he's a vampire get that money <laughs> honestly they're so rich why does nobody question this like young ass doctor and his all of his attractive teenage children who are rich as hell and mysterious as hell i'd be if i was just a like rando in that town i'd be so curious i'd literally like stalk them i'd be obsessed I also think about like the fact that I don't know if all of them miss school often, but like Edward has missed school so many times already. And I'm like, how has he not been reprimanded for it? Do they have like a deal with the school? Is the school in on it? Do they know? Is there a vampire running the school? (gasps) Hmm. Hmm. Are there more vampires we haven't gotten there yet? Maybe we'll meet some new (gasps) friends. Else. Next episode, we're going to be talking about the Twilight Conspiracy. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> um, so is there anything else that you would like to add, Tori? Besides the fact that I love Charlie now. <laughs> yeah, Charlie, I still feel for him. Like, he's just he's just trying to make sure that his daughter is able to live a comfortable life in Forks, Washington with him. And, I mean, he's, he's doing the best that he can because Ed he charlie works a long hours at his job like i literally almost cried when i read that he had gone out like in the middle of the night to put those snow chains tire i was like oh my god that is the sweetest thing i was sitting there like almost about to cry like charlie's the best yeah charlie is such like a good father figure i'm finding so yeah He's just trying his best, and he um, he, he just he just wants the best for his bells. Such <laughs> a peach. Love oh, it. man. Yeah, I don't really have much else to add to it because I, like I said many times in this episode, I read a little bit past Chapter 9, and I don't want to spoil it since we're going to talk about that in the next episode. Um, but my general thoughts are that I'm just having a good time reading this and I'm surprised and I'm a little concerned because I'm like, am I reading it because I'm Christina falling in love with like the storyline? Is it because I'm like making fun of the story and thus like enjoying it in that aspect? But I think it might be more of the first point. Yeah. I just, I just want a vampire. <laughs> 
I just want a mysterious vampire. That's what I'm finding. But anyway, and there's nothing else for Tori to add to this episode. Nope. I think we're pretty much done with uh, episode two. I wonder what we're going to name this episode. We're going to figure it out in posts. But nope. thank you so much for listening to this episode. Don't forget, you can join us every other Monday as we fall back into our Twilight Obsession like it's 2008 again. You can find Call in the Shots on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and your usual podcasting platforms. Come sit with us next time at lunch for more of our sparkling personalities. Bye! Bye.